It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. nine the horn we like to call it a freak flag feel good fake it till you make it rick flair Woo! 512 friday edition of ball don't lie also should have threw in the fourth because uh this is actually our holiday show because we won't be back until after july 4th celebrating the independence day of the greatest nation on this planet uh we got a lot to get into on the show Full Monty for you. NBA free agency. We are on the eve of it as we speak around 5 o'clock. Oh, that's when it all starts. So we'll be tracking all of the NBA free agency frenzy. Uh, CDC sent out uh, a notice of sorts to all the Longhorn fans regarding the NCAA's memo about NIL. Uh, We'll read that and discuss it as well. We'll go behind the burnt orange curtain, talk about the most indispensable players on the 40 acres for the Longhorn football team. Also examine their schedule a little bit. CBS talks about uh, the the strength of schedule for all the teams in the Big 12. We'll talk about Texas specifically. Uh, Bob Stoops want to set the record straight about the Oklahoma Sooners. We'll get into that too coming up. Uh, also, uh, James Harden, he's, um, he's very upset. He's got a grievance of some sort. That's usually the case with James Harden. We'll discuss that too when we talk about the NBA and what is Kyrie doing because Kyrie's up to something. We'll discuss what that is for Mavs fans. All of that and more. Before we do, let's introduce you to the rest of the crew. We like to call him the Idillionaire. He's one of the hardest working members of the ARN family. He's got a hustler spirit, period. We don't know what he's paid, but we're pretty damn sure this man is underpaid. It's Patrick Davis, y'all. What's going on, Patrick? Oh, you know, it's a, it's a Friday. It's a Friday. Oh, man, it's Friday. It's a Friday. It's a Friday. When you have to do the work of five people during a Friday, <laughs> it's true. a Friday. Then it is a Friday. <laughs> been been scrambling a little bit today. Uh, that's true. Uh, a lot of people are taking er, early early leave, if you will. 
And planning for a holiday weekend. And planning for the holiday weekend. Then you got to do a little extra work because uh, the bosses decided that we uh, were getting money off. I'll take it. I'll take the days off, but... Mm-hmm. It is a little stressful right now. Uh, I get it. I get it. It's, it's a, hey, it, you know what? And I will try I try to do my best not to be a part of the stress, add to the stress. But uh, that's why he is one of the hardest working members of the ARN family. I said it. And like I said, he's doing the work of like three or four people. And that's also why we know he's underpaid. See, it all fits. <laughs> it all fits. It all fits. Uh, also, uh, you can be a part of the show. You're the most important part of it. You're the heartbeat of this thing. Hit us up on the Specs text line, 512 337 You also can hit us up via Twitter. I'm at Rod Babers in the Twitterverse. My man Patrick at It's Patrick Davis in the Twitterverse. And uh, if you want to cyberstalk Harge, you can do that. He is on vacation, well-deserved. Uh, you can uh, reach out to him at Hardball Harge in the Twitterverse. All right. We'll talk some uh, Texas football here in this segment. Uh, we'll also get into this CDC notice uh, that was sent to Longhorn fans out there um, because uh, now it's kind of made the rounds. I think it was sent to like donors and boosters, but now it's made the rounds. It's in response to the NCAA's memo. So we'll get to that. We'll start off with that and to talk some uh, Texas uh, football. We'll get into some other uh, subjects behind the burn orange curtain. Also, Ghost Rolls, uh, Astros and Rangers start their series tonight. So we'll do a little preview of that coming up next segment, get into some Major League Baseball discussion. Um, but, yeah, a lot of talk about the NBA uh, coming up because a lot of buzz on the eve of. Yes, we are two. We're an hour and 55 minutes away from when teams can legally start uh, discussing contracts. And uh, magically, there will be about probably 10 contracts that are announced hey. within the first 15 minutes. Hey. Uh, well, you know, hey. magically. They, they didn't talk, but they, they're such on the same wavelength. It doesn't take long when you know you know. <laughs> you know what I mean? They just called them up like, you want to play for us? What, yes. what do you, what do you, what do you call tampering? Yeah. Oh, tampering is the most violated rule on the books. It's basically the equivalent of speeding. Everybody right now is speeding. All y'all speeding right now. That's what tampering is. It's it's the most yeah. violated rule in the no, books. That's, in I had every a, sport. I had to have that conversation with someone I was talking to earlier where they were like, well, that's tampering, right? And you go, yeah. yeah. They go, well, that's wrong. That's illegal, right? And you go, yeah. yeah. They go, like, I don't know what you want me to tell you. <laughs> that's what's happening. They can't enforce it. <laughs> and, no, they can't, no, and, and, I mean, the NFL mocks it, too. They call it legal tampering. They have yeah. a legal tampering, yes. period. Which they, people they do before. Yeah. <laughs> they illegally tamper before the legal tampering. Decided, you know what? It's such a violated rule. People will just disregard it and dismiss it. Let's uh, call it the legal tampering, period. That way we'll get more, we'll get more headlines. People will be talking about the legal tampering, period, right? It's basically the eve. Uh, free agency for them. And, yeah, Patrick's right. It happens here. But college sports, too. I'm about to get into it. Tampering's a big part of it. I mean, that's, that's a yep. big part of what's happening in college sports. A lot of tampering going on uh, and trying to uh, induce players to get through the to, – to enter the transfer portal uh, and enter the transfer portal to find out what your market value is, and therefore you can cash in on the NIL, which – all those things are against NCAA rules and are supposed to be against state laws as, as well. You're not supposed to be able to use uh, the NIL numbers or the NIL package as an inducement for a student athlete to come on campus. But we all know it's happening. And if it's not happening, you got to find a way. You know, it's like the, the tax avoidance and tax evasion you got to find a way around the rules. you got to get a little loophole. That's tax avoidance. You find a little loophole there. Hey, you avoid the taxes. Don't evade them. That's illegal. So, like Texas, right, the, announcing the pancake factory was brilliant. Yeah. It was, most, it was one of the most brilliant recruiting strategies in, the, in our era. They'll, they'll study it in, in, in years after and go, yeah, and honestly, because you're not supposed to be able to use, right, NIL 
packaging or your NIL deals to, you know, attract and lure student athletes um, and, you know, induce student athletes to come on campus. But if you just announce it to the world that, oh, you know what, all the offensive linemen who own scholarship at Texas get $50,000 a year just base from the Pancake Factory. Shout out. Um, I mean, is is that is that breaking the rule? I mean, I mean I, it was just uh, apparently story. not because they're still allowing it. No, I'm just saying, like, it's, yeah, I don't, I don't think it is, but it's just all about your interpretation yeah. of it. It's like, no, it's just Texas. Is it, it, just, is it breaking the spirit of the game? No, it's, just, it's a brilliant <laughs> strategy by Texas. And what has happened to the offensive line recruiting on the 40 acres? Yeah. <laughs> and Kyle Flo's doing a great job, too. But shout out to the BMDs, big money donors and boosters. Speaking of those uh, big money and, you know, all money, all the boosters and donors, there was a memo of sorts sent to a letter, a notice sent by Chris Del Conte to donors um, about their response to the NCAA's letter or memo uh, in regard to the new Texas law that is going to take effect on July 1st, the new NIL law, which basically we're not going to go through the NCAA's memo, but basically the gist of it is they want you to follow NCAA guidelines, NCAA rules regarding NIL rather than your state laws. So prioritize NCAA rules over the state laws. That's what they would like. The NCAA would. Of course they would like that. Um, And I believe Ross Bjork on the record basically said, that's not happening. Uh, Texas A&M. So he, you know what I mean? So he kind of set the tone for Texas A&M and said that, you know, they're going to follow state laws and not the NCAA rules. So what's the response from CDC? I think a lot of Longhorn fans were kind of waiting on that. And I don't obviously I'm, I'm not sure he meant for this to go public, but he think he knew it was going to go public. Uh, so he said Longhorns, as we continue to navigate this new era of college athletics and the importance of name, image and likeness, we wanted to provide an update to recent announcements. Governor Abbott recently signed HB 2804, a bill that enhances our ability to support our student athletes in the ever evolving world of name, image and likeness. One important component of the new state law is that it allows for current Longhorn Foundation donors to receive loyalty points for contributions made to the Texas One Fund after July 1st. However, the NCAA issued an NIL policy update on June 27th, shout out DJ Screw, um, that states schools must adhere to the NCAA legislation or policy uh, when it conflicts with the uh, permissive state laws. The policy updates prohibit some of what is permissive in HB 2804, as well as many other state-specific NIL bills. So we are, he said, we are currently assessing all information to determine how Texas athletics will navigate the conflicting aspects of NCAA NIL policy and HB 2804. He also goes on to talk about some tax stuff, too, um, that um, you should consult your you know, tax, uh, con- your, whoever your tax resources are, um, and you're a tax specialist about tax exempt status and that kind of stuff. But uh, he's essentially saying that uh, here, um, and when he gets into it, he said, additionally, I'm sure you heard about uh, the release of the, the recent memo uh, also by the IRS. And he was talking about tax status, but he did not necessarily declare like or m- take a stance, whether against the NCAA. Um, he just basically said, you know, the policy updates prohibit some of what is allowed in the new law. Um, he said we are currently assessing all information to determine how Texas athletics will navigate. So we're still waiting. 
They haven't necessarily chosen a path. It, like I said, A&M has clearly decided um, we are going to abide by state laws. That's what we'll respect. That that will be how that will that's going to be our direction, right? And that will determine our direction. Will be state laws. And I think any lawyer, any uh, most lawyers would tell you that you stand on pretty solid ground if you know the state law is on your side. Um, rather than some rule or a guideline from an institution like the NCAA, but that could, you know, but it, it, ultimately it will end up in court somewhere. That's the whole point, I'm sure. So we don't know what Texas is going to do. We know what A and M is going to do. So Ross Bjork said the state law is going to govern how we do business in terms of this. State law will will reign, and that's how we'll move forward. So, yeah, the NCAA. I I think they're just like I said. They understand. What I said a long time ago, they are a dinosaur and the NIL is essentially the asteroid that's coming to destroy the NCAA as we know it. It will be around, but will it have the power that it once had and will it govern over all of the you know revenue generating sports for the most part? I don't think that'll be the case in, you know, I don't know, a decade plus whenever it happens, whether that's separation and you know kind of emancipation of the you know big four conferences or the top 60 something schools in college football and football separate from everything else or you know ultimately there is um you know some type of body a governing body or a commissioner of college football whatever is decided in the future we have no idea how it's going to look but like i said i i think this is just the uh the showers before the asteroid hits <laughs> the NCAA, and it's coming. They're a dinosaur, and it's coming. They know it, too. They, they know there's no stopping it because uh, at this point, they have punted on so many big-time issues, uh, it's hard to respect their authority, right? They punted on COVID. That was the first one. It's like, oh, they were like, no, 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 let the conferences handle it. We don't really want to touch that. It's a pandemic. Ooh, that sounds... That sounds like a lot of ethical issues involved there. We don't want to touch that. No. <laughs> um, then, essentially, with NIL. Yeah, they have their guidelines now, but they could have come up with, you know, a more stricter, strict policies way before uh, the states enacted laws. Remember, California was the one that went out first and said, oh, no, we got our own state laws. NCAA ain't doing anything. We'll do it. Boom. <clears throat> NCAA was late to react. They knew it was coming. This is what they do. They knew it was coming. And they decided, nah, we'll, we'll let the states handle it. Bad idea. Well, for them it was. I think they, they, what their thought process was, let the states handle it. Let chaos ensue. And then when chaos happens, everybody will regret what's going on. And they'll plead. They'll come running back to the NCAA to come take charge and to govern you know, the college, major college sports again. And nobody's doing that. Nobody, nobody's ever going to do that. Nobody trusts the NCAA, and the NCAA is ill-equipped to handle um, a, a modernized version of amateurism, whatever form it takes right now, NIL, transport, in the free market, now uh, being a major part of college sports. They're ill-equipped to handle it. So that, that, was, that was another one. And they decide. And then now the transfer portal seems like, I mean, I don't know exactly what's going on with the NCAA and the transfer portal, but I think we can all just kind of see with our own eyes. Like, they don't seem to be very restrictive on the transfer portal. 
They seem to be just kind of letting guys transfer where they yeah. want to. I don't know if there are special waivers being, but guys are transferring multiple times. And it used to be, remember, extremely restrictive. And then post COVID, once they put in the what was supposed to be kind of a temporary, you know, kind of move and guideline that they would allow players to transfer. Now they're just it seems to be like I said, free agency or free market, which I, I respect. I'm, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. My point is. More and more, they're deciding to punt on really crucial issues that affect the really the the identity of college sports. And like I said, I wouldn't trust them with something like this. Now, Uncle Sam, yes, Greg Sankey, he wants to take it on as the you know the commissioner of college sports, whatever. Uh, they want to get together another governing body altogether and separate. That's fine, but the NCAA, they can't be trusted. We know this. Yeah. We all know this. No, because it's, it's <laughs> when you're just like, hey, we have to get our cut of it. Anyway, we can get our cut of it. I, yeah. I, I mean, the transfer portal thing is always crazy to me that they've just let that go completely. I don't know the rules I mean, Because, you know, originally it was like, well, you can transfer if you need to, but don't go in conference. Like, that's crazy. And now teams are transferring in conference and being like, oh, no, I'll be at the campus tomorrow working out. <laughs> I'll be playing against my old teammates. Yeah. You're like, really? <laughs> like, will you just do that immediately? Like, yeah. people had to sit out a year. It was a big decision. And, yeah, Trey Mitchell has transferred. This is his uh, fourth, fourth team. team? Fourth team in four I years. This is fourth team, yeah. And, and I get you can say, well, the Bob Huggins situation in West Virginia means that anyone can get out of there because if you have a coach who's being let go or whatever else, then I, I get it. You can say that, but that wasn't even the discussion. It wasn't even a, well, is it okay because of Bob Huggins mm. that we can let Trey Mitchell get out of his? No, no, it was Kentucky called him, said, we will offer you more money than West Virginia. We need a big, and he went and took the money. And good for him. Good for him. I'm not against it, but that's what happened, and no one seems to, there's no, was, and we all know that's what happened. Yeah, and it's, it's, not, like, it's yeah. not hidden that that's what happened. No. Because everyone went, before he answered the transfer portal, he was rumored to go to Kentucky. And mm-hmm. technically, he shouldn't be having any contact with Kentucky prior to going to it. So it's just those situations, and I'm using him just because he's a former Longhorn, yeah, it's, it's and a, we saw it's it one happen. that you're well-versed in. But yeah, yeah but that is, that, is not a, that is not a rare occurrence. No. That's a very common occurrence. So yeah. when you see this, and when you see him go, hey, guys, don't, don't follow state laws, you go... Dude, but you're not enforcing anything. Exactly. So why are you looking at us? <laughs> what you, do you, you do here? You haven't enforced the, the bag man for 40, 50 years. <laughs> you haven't enforced any of this stuff. You only get mad when it gets so blatantly obvious that people catch it on camera. And then you're like, okay, we have actual recording and stuff. And normally that's because the FBI or CIA has a team they don't like. It goes after them. And then hand delivers you a package. And even that... You've messed up at points mm-hmm. because you said, uh, well, education scandals are not that and, and sexual abuse is not. A, we, we have no. That's not us. Yeah. We don't deal with any of that. But if you are trying to give money to one of these kids instead of us, you, that money has to go through us first, guys. Exactly. That's the <laughs> we only need to problem see that money. I need to see that money to make sure it's authentic. I need to I'm basically I need to vet that money. But you're right. And I think that's what's upsetting here for the NCAA. I don't know if they didn't do their research about what NIL would be. And now we're, what, two years in now. I don't know if they anticipated this type of economic windfall. And that's how you know they just don't have smart people working for them. right? Yeah. Because anytime the prohibition of a service or industry is lifted in this country, whether you're talking about marijuana <laughs> or we're talking about legalized sports betting or we're talking about guns you know gun laws whatever it is 
it there then economic windfall always follows. Even going back to prohibition of alcohol, it always follows. There's always a ton of money of of, of any service that was prohibited or against the law that they legalize. It's like just do your freaking research, man. Then you knew that was gonna happen. And for some I think now they want a piece of it. Now they're like, oh no, no. We actually might need to get a piece of this. Yeah. We might need to have some of this money going through us. Yeah. And not happening. I, you, I think you're a flashlight cop. I think it was really. also that that they really thought that people were gonna be so disgusted watching these young men and young women make money. They did. They thought people were gonna be outraged in their seats and were like, Yeah, no, we we think you're the bad guy. Exactly. Like most of us think you're you're just in an in, in a bubble where you guys are all agree that you're the good guys yes. because you're paying for everything. That's a great point. They do. And and, and I don't think they have one ally. Like I, no. I, the coaches don't like the NCAA. Administrators don't like them. Commissioners don't like them. Athletic directors don't like them. Fans don't like them. Nobody. Players don't well, like. They have no allies. Well, and you got to remember, <laughs> like one of the reasons coaches and and administrators and all of them don't like them is because they can look and see everybody else uh, getting their, you know, getting ahead and doing things, and they see it happening, and then they go, and then you come to you and go, hey, no, no, wait, you can't do that. We're gonna put sanctions on you. Go. What am I? How am I supposed to be competitive if we can see this happening over there and you're mad about it over here? Yeah, no, it is. It's it is laughable at this point. So at least Texas is being respectful. I think Texas. I think CDC just wants to, you know, he just wants to kind of handle it, you know, in a tactful manner. Yeah. And we're still we're still deciding. We don't, but I, there's no way he is going to discourage BMDs, big money boosters and donors yeah. at Texas. To uh, you know, basically discouraging them from following the state laws, which you know they built their collectives and all of these different things around state laws to follow state laws. Um, you know, in <laughs> in favor of prioritizing the NCAA guidelines, he's not going to do that. So the only other option is, you know, he's going to be against the NCAA's you know rules and for the state laws. I just don't. He, he's a politician in this point. I think he wants to handle it in a very yeah politically savvy way. By not upsetting no, anybody. I, I mean, just and, simply. And maybe never take a stance. He may never take well, a stance and just let the big money boosts and donors do what they're doing. I, I think he knows, too. He's like, look, if the lawsuit starts with us, every other school is going to expect us to handle it and not chip in any money and chip in. Our lawyers are going to have to handle everything. Or we can let some other teams start the front and then we'll come in and help them. But we don't want to necessarily make it our. Like, if it becomes Texas's argument, then everyone's just going to try and let Texas handle it because they have the most money. Even though that's not like, even if another team has more sway or whatever else, so they're like, let A and M. They have money. They let them start it, and they're going to come out and just directly go in the face of NCAA, and then we'll come behind and and we'll do what we need to do. But yeah. there's no need to be the front bearer of the charge, you know, when you know the things are going to end up in your favor in the end. Yeah. Um, no, it's um, so. It, uh, yeah, I don't. I really don't know exactly what public stance Texas is going to take behind the scenes. I can't see. But I think that the whole point is, will the NCAA act? Right? Will they basically decide Texas or Texas a Because it could be either one of yeah. them. All right. Is it, and, but, and let's forget, Texas Tech will do the same thing. They will. TCU they will, will do the same. Baylor will do. Like, all these schools will but do it. They, I think they'll come after Texas and Texas a because, obviously, higher profile. Yeah, yeah. And in terms of NIL money, I want open doors who studies, you know, all the NIL transactions around the country, millions of them, all the collectives and directives. And they say Texas is the number one NIL compensation, uh, you know, university or program in the country, which doesn't shock anybody. Right? We, we've talked about that before. It, but will the NCAA decide, 
All right, we got evidence that y'all are breaking into labor rules. And then what is the, it, whether it's A&M or Texas, because I think more likely it's going to be A&M. Because A&M is, like Ross Bjork has blatantly said, man, to hell with that. At least, at least CDC, I think, yeah. is being a little bit more discreet, and he's being a little more cautious. And, and let's, but it seems like he, Ross Bjork is saying, "No, no, to hell with that. We're going with state laws over the NCAA." And, and guidelines. I think there could be some stuff as well going from Big Twelve to SEC that you don't want to necessarily ruffle, you know, make any waves in the Big Twelve on your way out, because if you do in the Big Twelve, everyone else can just decide. All right, yeah, they get a postseason ban. The Big Twelve, Big Twelve is going to enforce this stuff. Big Twelve is going to try and screw them over on the way out. Big 12 is going to find them and all this on the way out. Because they, they know they, they're playing with they're, – they're on the way out. And they would have to fight the Big 12 on all these things. If, if the Big 12 decides, well, no, this is not unfair because what about Kansas? And, and what about West Virginia? And what about – so there, there is a point, too, where they may just go, look, once we get to the SEC, we know this isn't a problem anymore. But we have to get to the SEC first because we're already we, – we have a scoring lover, and we may not even be fighting the NCAA. We may be fighting the NCAA and Big 12 for a year – and we don't want to deal with hurting our students by trying to push a push a rule, and then then basically other people taking out on them. I don't know if the Big Twelve would do that or what punishment they would put on them, but you could see the Big Twelve trying to put something or some fine or something slap on the wrist just because they could. Yeah. Um, so CDC says they're currently assessing all information to determine how Texas athletics will navigate the conflicting aspects of the NCAA NIL policy and the new law HB 2804. So, I mean, they got they got really good lawyers working on it, <laughs> basically trying to find loopholes, I imagine, um, or may, actually in the NCAA rules in a way that they could do it. Uh, but the NCAA has blatantly said that, yes, a couple of the new policies within the new NIL law in Texas. And I'm sure in a bunch of other states too, by the way, Texas is just, of course, you're talking about a football mecca. Um, so it, it matters a lot. Also matters a lot in the SEC country too. Uh, but I do think this might be ground zero for um, a face-off between the NCAA and, you know, one of the programs or a, maybe even a conference, depending, it might come in Texas. It might happen here in Texas. Yeah. Just because of the state law. And maybe that's what they want, this reckoning uh, that is seems inevitable between the NCAA and somebody. But what's the NCAA going to do? I just don't know what they're going to do. Be interesting. Uh, all right. Uh, we'll uh, get to some more discussion about Texas sports, actually. We'll talk about the most indispensable players for Texas football coming up this season. Also, we'll examine their schedule a little bit. Uh, CBS Sports did an examination of the strength of schedule for all the teams in the Big 12. We'll get into that. Coming up next, though, we got to talk about the Astros, Astros, and the Rangers. Uh, they're facing off tonight. Biggest series for the Rangers since when? A lot of Rangers fans said since that World Series they had, uh, at least since, you know, 2016. You got to go back a long way since the Rangers were in first place in the division and then the Astros uh, were looking ahead at the Rangers and they had a series this important right before the All-Star break. Uh, we'll get into that preview a little bit right here on Ball Don't Lie, one on the Horn. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline.
Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a 512 Friday edition of Ball Don't Lie. That's when Patrick the Idealionaire plays songs from very talented human beings, bands, and artists that you have a chance to see live right here in the ATX. Who are we jamming right now, Patrick? This is A Good Rogering, and they're playing tonight at Come and Take It Live. Uh, oh, I know what that is. Uh, feel cool then. Uh, if you want to feel cool, just listen to Patrick on 512 Fridays, and he'll tell you about all the very talented local artists um, that you have a chance to see, and you'll know all the you know the cool spots where they play, and now you can impress all your friends. 512 Friday. Um, all right, uh, let's get to some uh, discussion here about uh, – Texter here uh, made a good point, too. Um, at saying as long as Texas, he says, as long as we don't give Longhorn Foundation loyalty points for in our donations, we're in compliance. That's the issue. And is waiting to put their neck on the line for that. Um, yeah, that's basically it. Because Texas is fine. Like I said, they were already considered the number one NIL, you know, program right now in college sports. And that's without the current law giving them even more advantages. So I think Texas will decide, nah, not worth it for us. We're good. Um, but yeah, somebody's going to face off with the NCAA. There are, I mean, and, and like I said, Texas isn't the only state that's going to have that kind of law. There'll be several states with it. So somebody will. It may not be AM either. AM may decide, even though Ross Brooke did say state laws trump the rules for them. So maybe AM wants to face off with the NCAA. They could, they could want the smoke. Again, I, I think SEC and Big Ten are two conferences that want a lot more smoke. With yeah, the exactly. Maybe they're like, we want the smoke. Come in because yeah. we got those, yeah, exactly. those conferences. You have a little bit more backing of both yeah. those conferences. Are like, dude, we don't like y'all. Yeah, you guys, go. you guys don't like us. We don't like you. We Let's make start. all of the money. You, 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 you threaten us like we should, we should leave basically the NCAA if we don't yeah. like your rules. Okay, we're telling you we don't like your rules. Yeah. So. Now balls at your court. We don't like your rules. What are you going to do about the NCAA? And what are they going to do about it? I would yeah. like to know. We're one of the most powerful conferences in football, basketball, and baseball. What you want to do? You you really want to get us on your bad side? You really want to get? We don't like you, but we don't. Make, you're not public enemy number one of us. Look, you, you want to make you, you want to be public enemy number one. Hey, I can tell you right now, <laughs> you can SEC. manage over all of the other sports other than football, baseball, and basketball, and tell me how much money you're making and how many layoffs you're going to have when that happens. That's. It, it, at the end of the day, it's coming down to money, like it mm-hmm. always does. And so uh, the SEC just – they make more, so they're uh, they're much more willing to fight it. Yeah. Uh, no, I agree with you on that. Uh, okay, let's get to some um, some discussion about the Rangers and the Astros facing off. Uh, this is a big series for the Rangers. I did – I threw it out there yesterday. I, if you're a Rangers fan, and give it to me on the Specs X line, 512-337-3776, when's the last time you think a Rangers – had a series this big for the Rangers leading the division right now. Is it five and a half? Or are we still at six? We are games? five. We're at five, we are games. five games right oh, now after, after a loss for the Rangers yesterday, a win for the Astros. Yeah. You're at five. It is a four game series that starts tonight, goes uh, tonight, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So you are talking about a I mean, swing. If someone were to sweep it, which is hard to, hard do. to do, but it's that is a difference between a one game lead in a nine-game lead. Yeah, but even a 3-1 still can swing Yes, so you're talking about a lot when you have one more, uh, basically one more week until the All-Star break after the series. So you're, I mean, this is just a big, it's a big series in the fact of you don't want to be going in the All-Star, if you're the Astros, you don't want to be going in the All-Star break close to 10 games down. No. And if you're the Rangers, you prefer to be going into the All-Star break with a five- to six-game lead so if the Astros cut it down to one or two, that second half of the season becomes a lot more stressful. And every game, 
and those breaks because Jeremy Pena is not going to be in the lineup for the Astros, or at least not starting the game for the Astros tonight because you're still in the first half of the season. Astros win some of these games. All of a sudden, the Rangers pitching rotation tightens up a little bit more. You have to figure out some things. You maybe become more of a buyer because you want to push those games back out. You feel you have the players. They've got four starting All-Stars this year. That's a that's a heck of a lineup that you got that infield. So I, I get that it's a big series in the fact that the Rangers can really dominate, really push their own narrative and dominate the, the AL uh, Central or the AL West by winning this series. 3-1, to one, if they win this series and push the Astros further away, it, that's a huge statement going into the All-Star weekend. Yeah, like I said, I, I can't remember a Rangers series this big in like seven, seven years. I mean, it's been just been a long time. Uh, and the four starters that Patrick mentioned on the uh, the AO All-Star team, uh, the most stars, All-Star starters uh, for any team um, that has voted since 2016. Uh, so three-fourths of the infield for them, uh, Marcus Simeon, Corey Seager, and Josh Young all won uh, the voting at their positions. Uh, then the catcher, uh, Jonah Heim, also uh, voted in as well. And there was an argument to be made that they could have had a couple of more. Uh, one, you know, I mean, they, they, that's I mean, how, that, yeah, that's uh, Adoles Garcia been. was second in voting to Rosa Reina yeah. at center field. So Adoles Garcia was another guy who was right oh, there for an all-star start. He will be an all-star. But yeah, as a starter. So, yeah. so we were saying four all-star starters, and then you're going to add in a couple more on the bench. You may have a pitcher in there. You're going to get, uh, you know, Garcia is going to be there. So, yeah, you're, you're going to have a lot of representation. And for the Astros, it really looks like it's going to be Jordan Alvarez, probably Framber Valdez. Uh, and then, I mean, maybe, maybe Kyle Tucker, but maybe not. Maybe not as a reserve. Yeah, you got to get somebody from every team in there. So yeah, I don't know. You could just have uh, one or two Astros in it, which is a big swing in that AL West. Uh, and yeah, and giving up for the Rangers, man. This is this is historic. The Rangers four elected All Stars. Um, all-star starters, excuse me, for the AL in 2023. It is the most elected starters for a team since 2016, as I brought up. But uh, that the Cubs, I think, had five and the Red Sox had four that year. Also, uh, these are the first all-star starters for the Rangers since 2012 when they had a previous record of three. Um, yeah. So it, <laughs> it's, it's been a little while for the Rangers. Uh, they've had a team this good, and, yeah, they are the real deal. Um, and getting back to Adelise Garcia, uh, Jared Sandler had this this tweet. He said, um, just a reminder that Adelise Garcia deserved to start and should be an all-star. He said, leads Major League Baseball in RBIs, um, second among the American League outfielders in home runs, and is the only player in Major League Baseball with 60-plus runs and 60-plus RBIs. Also leads all um, outfielders in outfield assists. So he's been a defensive weapon too i mean he really is i mean he's been he he's been great. it's 20 home runs this year already he's a victim of all the other rangers i think but yeah i That's mean true, that so. outfield you have aaron judge and mike trout which are pretty much gear, like grandfathered yeah. in they're going to be in that they're going to be so in. it was one other position randy rosarena has been playing really good this year he gets put in uh it, but yeah i think yeah if you look at it if there would have been three positions open and there wasn't judge and trout or one of those guys was hurt and wasn't able to to play as much then yeah he probably gets in but he just happens to be the the fourth man in that rotation. Angels mm-hmm. also pulling two all-star starters in Mike Trout and Joey Otani, which is not surprising. No. But that will tell you that AOS has six starters in in the in the uh AL All-Star team. 
None from the Astros. None from the defending world champs. I guess, and it feels like it feels that way as an Astros fan. I it can tell does. You, it feels that it's because Jordan. If Jordan didn't get hurt, he may get in there as well. Because if Jordan doesn't get hurt, he's further in that home run race, and he has a lot more stats. So that Jordan injury kind of knocked him back a little bit. But that's your one guy. I know. Like I said, it's the injuries because it's the worst injury luck they've had in like seven years since they've been on this run, um, and. Man, and they just really haven't played really well. Alex Bregman actually is finding a little bit of a groove. Actually, the last eight games. Yeah, or Jose so. Abreu is playing a lot better now. Like they're they're so trending the right playing, way. Yeah. Jose Altuve is playing. I mean, he had that injury, but he's playing better. You just need that bullpen to step up because they're blowing games in the second in the in the later innings. And you know, your your starting pitching just has to stay strong as you get through a season. And a lot of these guys that were starting pitchers. This is a you know your guys that you're playing are starting to see you again and again and again and figure out your tendencies a little bit more. So it's hard to stay as a relevant good pitcher in MLB for five, six, seven, eight years, and that's why the greats do it. So they're just having to figure that stuff out right now too as well. Yeah, yeah, but it's uh, it's going to be a really good series and important series for both teams for the Astros and the Rangers. Uh, definitely going to uh, determine a lot in that division. So uh, we'll talk some more about it, but I, I do think that man. The Astros, I'm just, I think they're just a little too inconsistent. And I, the Rangers have just been great. Now, they, they did drop their last one to the Tigers, but I think they were just distracted. They've been just, they, 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 did, they played like that in that first game, too, against the Tigers, and they lost. Yeah. I think they were just distracted for the All-Star and, and, break coming Hey, man, up too. we still got about, we're on June 30th. Uh, we are a month away from the trade deadline. So you mm-hmm. have a month of that AOS. Do we know if the Angels are buyers or sellers? We figure the Astros are buyers. We figure the Rangers are buyers. But how much are they willing to pay for it? You could see an arms race. You could see an arms race in the AL West. Man, and Shohei, he continues to do it. Man, he's he's unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 14 home runs, though, I think, in the month of June, which is some kind of freaky record. 29th home run of the year, so he leads Major League Baseball in home runs. Uh, yeah. Is he going to be in the home run derby? Is that a thing? I don't. I don't know. I haven't seen. I know Mookie Betts was supposed to be in it because I just saw the thing with Mookie Betts where hmm. he where he basically said I never wanted to be in it, and his wife uh, convinced him to be in his it. A wife would because she was like, "Why are you not doing?" It? He's like, "Well, I just don't really want to." He's like, "You know, you have an opportunity that like five people a year, six people a year get to do, and you're saying no just because you just don't think you're going to win it." It's unbelievable. And it's like you need to take advantage of these opportunities okay. when you get them because in like ten years you're going to look back and go, "Oh." You go, yeah, he should have been married to LeBron when he should have been in the slam dunk contest. <laughs> Could have got us a better slam dunk contest. but Could have got us a better slam Hey, I always blame LeBron for the uh, decline of the dunk contest. If he would have done it, he'd have, it would have been more of a rite of passage for all the young guys. He didn't do it, and all the young guys was like, well, I don't need to do it. It's not cool anymore. Yeah. Uh, we'll, get, so, we'll get Wimby in it. He's going to stand on the ground on tiptoes and start dunking. Yeah, honestly, he should do it. Because freaks like that would win it, even though he's tall. Because we just yeah. haven't seen anything like that, and it would be just be weird. Yeah. He should do the move. Oh, remember I told you that dude doesn't have to dunk it. Actually, remember he claims he claims he does it all the time. That when the ball has a wedgie in between the rim and the backboard, when it yeah. gets stuck there, he claims he can jump up and kick it loose. <laughs> he's on the record. He says that he says he's gonna get video evidence of it that Good he can Lord. jump up and oh. not not a bicycle kick like a soccer player. No, yeah. just jump up and literally just kind of just kick Good it Lord. like height. Yeah. I know. I know. They they had a report of one of the guys at the Spurs training was freaking out because they were like, "No, he literally can dunk by standing on his tiptoes. He doesn't have to be off the ground to dunk the ball." 
Oh man, yeah. Honestly, he needs to get in and just do some <laughs> freaky stuff. He would. I think he'd end up winning. I know it's crazy to say somebody that tall would win. I think he would. Cause look, he'd at least put on a show and everybody would enjoy What's it. What's his vertical? Do we know his vertical? No. Nobody even talks about it. Cause it doesn't matter. No. Nobody, nobody's ever brought up his vertical. You notice that? Nobody's but, ever no, talked about but, his but vertical. For the record, I don't think anybody brings up Sinner's verticals just in general. No one, I don't know. What, what's the vertical, I don't know what though? Tim's vertical was either. No. <laughs> I don't know what anybody like. It was a big deal when Dwight Howard could jump a lot. Dwight but, Howard could jump pretty. But I don't even but like. So I don't know if that's. And Shaq's big, vertical but yes, wasn't right. that. Shaq was a freak kind of yeah. vertical. I, I, I also don't think he went to the com like went to yeah that traditional combine. Yeah, so, he didn't yeah, have no. to do any of that. Um, I wonder what his vertical is though. If he can kick the top of the, he says he can. He can if the ball is wedged in between the rim and the backboard, he can jump like kick it like high step kind of and kick. So it. it's got to be. If, like, so if he can do that, and you figure his foot can only loose. get what six inches above your head. I mean, I don't even know how they. I, I want to see that. Like I said, I want to see it. He says he's going to video it for us. Please do. don't don't do don't hurt yourself with he me. He says he does it all no, the time. Don't, like oh, when I don't, he's, he that says scares he does me. It. He says he does it with regularity all the time. That scares me. Why does that scare you? I don't. I don't trust don't really because trust because I'm thinking of how physically that's done. Now he's playing healing. I was like, oh no 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 no. no. <laughs> see, it's load management already kicking in. They're gonna play like forty games next year. <laughs> nah, man, we didn't reserve. Oh, they asked him today if he was playing in summer league, and he says, I don't know how many games. I don't know what they're going to let me do, but I'm excited to play. I'll probably play in at least two or three games. Okay. So he's, he's already playing. He's going to play. He's, he's met, also I, said he's so excited to play his first game in a Spurs jersey. I know. I saw him, there's some video of them practicing stuff already, yeah. too. Well, so. I mean, the Summer League's coming up in yeah. a couple days. Uh, you gonna, are you going to be watching? St- well, of course I'm going to be watching Summer League. Listen, I'm also, hey, watch, also watching for the, the, the California League. Serge Barry Rice is on that team. Uh, we know that Marcus Carr is going to be on Phoenix's team. Mm, yeah, I saw that. Uh, and Timmy Allen is with. Oh, I, I, I haven't seen Timmy. I know Christian Bishop. I Christian saw him Bishop. in Milwaukee stuff on his Instagram. Okay. So I don't know. I didn't see if Timmy Allen has been picked up on a team. I haven't seen final summer league rosters from everybody yet, so I didn't know where everybody else was. Uh, but, yes, I've seen. Uh, I know Marcus Carr is there. Uh, Timmy did sign somewhere, right? Yes, he did. I and can't I'm remember where it was. I'm in my notes right now. I'm upset with myself. And CB's going to send it to us. Oh, uh, Grizzlies. Grizzlies, that's right. Memphis Grizzlies. So if we say t- Timmy's at Grizzlies, Christian Bishop, I know is working out with the, the Bucks. So I don't know if he's officially on the roster or not. Oh, that's I haven't seen cool. that, but I saw him doing stuff. So look, you're going to keep up with some of the Texas players, and you'll have some guys from previous years that'll be up there as well. So, you know, always always fun to. It's going to be, man, Summer League this year is going to be kind of. Scoot uh, Henderson's going to be trying to take over Summer League. That's why I say this year, uh, because they've said Wimby's going to play a little bit. Um, man, it's gonna be a hot ticket. Our CB says thirty-two inch vertical for Wimby. That's not bad. Yeah, that's not for a big man. Yeah, for a big man. That's not bad. Slam dunk contest. <laughs> I'm telling you, I think he would end up winning because he's going. It's going just because he's going to look so freaky and weird. You've never seen somebody yeah. with those dimensions have you know what I mean try to do exotic dunks. Yeah, they just but he can't well, do yeah, it. Yeah, because his head's above the rim. Just yes. pretty easy jump. That's what I'm the rim. Like just imagine him trying to do windmills and stuff. You're like, what? That just looks weird. It looks crazy. Like some out of a video game. All right. Uh so we'll get back to some NBA discussion. Obviously a lot of NBA talk. We're on the eve of NBA We're free about agency. An hour and fifteen minutes away. Oh yeah. So uh the uh the rumors, uh the conjecture starting to uh start starting to percolate in the NBA. So we'll get to some of that too coming up a little bit later on. Um, but any news that breaks, we, of course, we will discuss it. But next hour, top of the hour, top of the 4 o'clock, we'll talk NBA. All right, we come back. We got the flex on the other side right here on Ball Don't Lie. 104 down the horn.
Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. 512 Friday edition of Ball Don't Lie. That's when Patrick, the Idillionaire, plays jams from local bands and artists, very talented human beings, that you have a chance to catch live right here in the ATX. Who are we jamming right now, Patrick? This is Trashy Annie. They're playing Saturday at Anderson Mill Pub. Trashy Annie. Yes. Okay. I like that. It's nice. <laughs> I like that. Uh, all right, we'll uh, we'll get some more five one two Friday suggestions from my man Patrick. We also appreciate his hard work. Five one two three three seven three seven seven six. That's the number to the Specs text line. You can hit us up there, or you can use the Twitterverse. Uh, my man Patrick, it's Patrick Davis in the Twitterverse. I'm at Rod Babers in the Twitterverse. Speaking of the Twitterverse and all of your social media platforms, go to FLXATX on all your social media platforms. You can go to FLXATX.com um, and go uh, check out the uh, different. Um, um, articles and all of uh, the different pieces they have up at the website. Um, got a review of, of course, the 707 State Champs, which are right here in the Flex area. So shout out to uh, the Round Rock Dragons. But also got uh, some uh, the replays of the Wednesday Night Flex, the last one they had of this season. But remember, uh, they'll be coming back next season for your Wednesday Night Flex. Also, um, they're getting their the All Flex watch list ready to go, I believe. That's something that's also going to drop next month. Uh, so the flex, we on the lookout for that. Flex crew always working hard behind the scenes. So go flxatx.com. Uh, go to flxatx on all of your social media platforms. Uh, coming up next, though, we're going to get into some NBA discussion. I can't wait to get into this, too, because i got to figure out what's happening with James Harden. We'll get into that. We'll get into the Kyrie Irving situation because there are reports that Kyrie Irving may be visiting the Suns. I don't even understand Maybe he's just visiting. Oh, he's Phoenix. visiting a lot of teams now. Yeah, yeah. Now, it's, yeah. Now it's like Houston's on there too. And it's, Houston's it's, on there. And Miami's on, on there. there. And it's like what? Oh, yeah. oh, wow. I mean, so yeah, we got to get to the list, the Kyrie Irving list, um, because now it seems like, and Woj, I believe, has a cons- conspiracy theory about this, about what Kyrie is doing. So we'll get into that too. We got some audio uh, hearing from Woj about that, uh, but also James Harden. He's upset. He's, he's got a bit of a grievance with the 76ers. He doesn't like the way they handled free agency in regards to him. Um, so I'm a little confused about it. We'll get into some details. I'm Patrick, I think you've studied this a little James bit. James Harden's upset? <laughs> Tell me it's not true. <laughs> As I say, he's, what, this, yeah. is, this is only the fourth time in four years it's happened. He's easily aggrieved. Okay, he's easily, yeah. it, 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 I wonder how he's going to console himself. He's a, well, strip club usually. Yeah, <laughs> we know. He gets a lot of consoling at the uh, the gentleman's club usually. I'm going to make it drizzle tonight, guys. Uh, I'm feeling down. He's feeling down. Yeah, you go. You know, and the ladies love it. They, they love when he's feeling down because it goes there. I'm sure uh, it's a real pick-me-up for him. But, yeah, James Harden's upset with the 76ers. Uh, remember, he they, right, yesterday it was proposed that it was going to be a sign-and-trade deal with James Harden uh, with the 76ers, and they were going to find a trade partner don't know exactly where we're at there. So we'll talk about that. We're also on the eve of NBA free agency, which means damn anything could happen. A lot of talk, a lot of rumors percolating. So we'll get to that coming up. Also, uh, there's sound from Bob Stoops, who is a little upset because apparently there's a national narrative that has been built. And I'm sure I think Colin Cowherd had a take about this and people uh, kind of ran with it that uh, he believes and some other people believe that Oklahoma – they are not only on the decline, that they're, they're on the way to being the next Nebraska. Like, that's the belief. I think that is ridiculous. I, I'm not saying they're not going to have some type of drop-off from Bob Stoops and a Lincoln Raleigh, but saying they're going to be in Nebraska, man, 
That's a hell of a drop-off. That is a precipitous fall from grace. Uh, so we'll play that Bob Stoops sound. We'll do that in that 430 segment. And also, we haven't talked about this Georgia scandal. The uh, Atlanta Journal-Constitution has an article about uh, some research that they've done about the pro the Georgia football program and some um, – some deeds they've gotten away with, or maybe they're going under the radar uh, that they're trying to expose. We'll talk about that, and we'll also get into the uh, the SEC anonymous coach calling out A&M, uh, the Bobby Petrino hired by the Aggies. So we got a lot to get into. We'll do that coming up next segment right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn.